What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 33 of Nintendo Noise, Slip Screen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Mr. Chewy Plays. Goodbye, goodbye. And joining us for the first time on the show from Switch Weekly, Mr. Chris Brandrick. Hello. Welcome to the show, Chris. This one's been a long time coming. It's great to finally get you on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, looking forward to it. Diving into what we got to talk about the survey and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know Chris, uh, let's do a quick plug of Switch Weekly and talk about the state of the Switch because that is, of course, your annual Nintendo Switch survey, which we are going to talk all about in our main topic this week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Switch Weekly, for those who don't know, it's a weekly Nintendo newsletter that I send out like every Sunday, bringing together kind of like the best of Nintendo content from around the web from like the past seven days. Uh, and I also put in like a list of what games are coming out over like the next week and kind of pick, picking out like what I think looks decent, like worth a look at and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, the newsletter that goes out every Sunday. And in addition to that, I do like an annual survey, like like you just said, um, kind of checking the pulse, I guess, of like the Nintendo community and what they think of Nintendo's hybrid. Yeah, and there's a lot of very interesting data points to come from it that uh, we're going to be jumping into a little bit later, like I said. Uh, but before that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of April. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Smokey Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash FlipScreenGames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support of this fine program. If you want to get links to all the other ways that you can become part of the community, check out our Twitch streams, or, you know, engage with the content in any of the ways that you can on the internet, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website. And uh, that will be all the shilling for today. So, Chris, I want to start with a question that uh, Steve threw this out to me earlier today that he wants to start asking guests when they come on the show, what is your favorite Nintendo noise, right? And not episode of this show, right? But like the Game Boy startup sound or, you know, like the, the Mario oof or, you know, so, something like that. What, what's your favorite Nintendo noise? I mean, Nintendo, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? How many of these things just kind of get stuck in your head. But um, I think GameCube startup has to be up there. But, Can you do uh, your impression Toad, of it real quick? Um, the GameCube one, I'd struggle, but the next one maybe. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the toad, the toad like getting falling off a cliff or whatever in Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. ah! That that one, it just it just cracks me up all the time, and that, that's a pretty good Nintendo noise. Yeah. But so yeah, there's we, loads. I mean, yeah. What about this one? Oh, that's a classic. Right? It's got a, the sound effect and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you really did your homework for this one. Um, which, you know, it's of course, what, what, what would we expect from the man behind the State of the Switch survey? Of course, is nothing but meticulous <laughs> research. <laughs> so, Steve, since we've never done this before, real quick, what's your favorite Nintendo noise? Uh, this is our first okay. time doing it. We've never, we've never answered the question. Uh, Sarah, right. what, I've, got, I've got a few, and they're all like related to the handhelds. It's either the, specifically the, the Game Boy Advance startup sound, 
a like higher mm-hmm. bit like that. Yeah. Or the DS one when you turn a DS on and it goes that. I loved that like and like you saw the things go on the screen. I always thought that was a really good one as well. That's a good one. What about you, Chewie? Um, I, oh man, it's a struggle. I think I've always really liked the GameCube little do 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 little thing that does. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's but, what you wanted. <laughs> but, but the parts that I like about it are specifically like the little subtle thuds that you get in yeah. there like it sounds know. like a piece of music falling down a flight of stairs yeah <laughs> you know i like i like yeah, the end perfect. bit the dunt when it like finishes, yeah. yeah just like comes to an end <laughs> yeah it's kind of like orchestral almost after hearing it yeah where it's just like oh it's just packed together there um <laughs> but funny enough i was also thinking i was watching a friend streaming uh pokemon legends arceus just now and i hate that sound that plays every time you like do the call a Pokemon thing, the oh, weird that, like that flute stupid thing. flute. I hate it. I hate it. That's the worst. <laughs> I also don't like it. GameCube's really great. Arceus flute sound terrible. <laughs> I think if I had to pick one, it would be the Game Boy startup sound. That's like just such a, a classic. Such a classic. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, I really appreciate a lot of the just the sound design on the Game Boy. Um, like I think of like the select sound. Um, that originated in Pokemon Blue and Red, but they still use it to this day. It's just that little, like, <laughs> such a satisfying sound for sure. Um, and I think in general, there's a lot of really good, like, little Kirby SFX that I like. Yeah. Like, the one that plays whenever you go through a door and it, like, does the, you know, fade out. And it's like that, like, it's just, just good. It's just, yeah. it's just satisfying. And, uh, I don't know what it is about like little thud sounds and stuff, but Kirby's got really good thud sounds, like a nice little <laughs> plop. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that's what that's what that's a good nickname for Kirby. He's just a, he's just a nice little plop, you know. Just look yeah. at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into the state of the Switch survey, Chris, what are you playing at the moment? What are you playing on your Nintendo Switch? I am playing um, Kirby. Uh, just yeah. I picked it up like last week, so um, I didn't get it on launch. I was trying to hold off on buying it because I got a bit of a backlog. Um, I'm, I'm sorry I for contributing to that. I saw I saw Chris. Yeah. I saw your tweet about it. Like, go on, Chris, you need to get it. So good. <laughs> yeah, I think I lasted like I think I got it on the Sunday and it came out on the Friday, so it didn't last very long. Um, really, really enjoying it, and it's just like really charming and creative, and it doesn't feel particularly like like it's doing a load new, but um, I mean, it's doing a lot new for for the Kirby franchise, but in, in a whole, I'm just finding it to be really just just fun, isn't it? It's just a good time. I haven't got very far there. I'm only around thirty percent of the way through, so I still got a bit to go yet. What world are you on? Like, uh, don't say what it is, but like the theme of the levels has been like, have you got to the I've, water I've, world? I've I've just got to the desert section, so I'm like, okay, four okay. Is that? Yeah. I'm just at the desert section. Uh, beyond Kirby as well, I've just started playing um, Earthbound on the Switch Online service. Um, first time I've played it, not played it before, going in completely dark. Um, I've got a friend who's like a complete Earthbound nut who's kind of holding my hand and guiding <laughs> me through it. But uh, I'm only about like an hour in so far, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. How are you getting on with it? Because I'm playing that on stream at the moment and uh, the, it's not aged well for me. 
like there's some problematic right. outfits and the the whole the <laughs> fact that absolutely everything is in the menu that you have to click the menu to mm. do anything in that game it's just yeah. weird it does feel a little bit kind of slow um but like i said i'm only like an hour or so in so i haven't really got into the meat of it yet so i'm not sure mm-hmm Steve says every game ages poorly, though. So don't don't take what he says. I'll show you one of the outfits. Look up the sharks from Earthbound when we're not recording, and tell me that that is not a problematic outfit. <laughs> okay, I can't I'll, comment I'll on it right now. Steve <laughs> likes Metroid Fusion. I do like Metroid. Steve Fusion. did play Metroid Fusion. I loved it. Happen. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Steve's a Metroid stand now, so it's like who knows, right? Like I can't take it's anything true. that he says at face value. <laughs> And the, the whole intention of me not buying Kirby was because I wanted to get a bit more playtime in on Pokemon Legend Arceus because I, th- I bought that, put like two hours in, two, three hours in, and then just didn't bother with it. And to be honest, I can't see myself going back to it because I just find it mm. quite boring. Oh my God, really thank you. I'm on the <laughs> same page as you. I have played, I got to like the third area and I was just like, why am I still playing this? I don't care about the story. Yeah. It's boring. I, I just find the fact that I'm running around and catching the same Pokemon over and over and over and over again. So dull. Yeah. You need like I a dozen like everything. For, for you, Chris, like two hours in, I could definitely understand feeling that way. Like just because like, I feel like mm. you're still pretty like in the tutorial-y section of the game sure, yeah it opens up quite a bit after that so you might if like you might yeah, find uh, the fun in it after that point but yeah i've heard people say like give it five hours and like if it's not gelling by that point then you, you've got kind of a good idea of what it's about um, yeah so I'll, I'll do that i mean i was kind of keen to revisit to revisit the pokemon franchise because i'd kind of fallen out of love with it um i played a lot of it like obviously game boy game boy advance sort of era um the times I had gone back to it like recently, I was just like, eh, this hasn't evolved enough for me to take any interest. So I picked up <laughs> Legends, kind of keen to see what, you know, this actually looks like a fresh take on the Pokemon franchise, but eh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it's, it could very well just be that it's not for you, right, in the way that it wasn't for Steve, but I know um, Chu sure. and I both really, really enjoyed it a lot. And I mean, that doesn't mean that much coming from me, but. You know, Chewie's like a good control. I'm just glad. Right? <laughs> I'm glad that just, I'm glad that they're finally doing something different, though. At least, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mixing it up. Well, all right. It sounds like you've got you've got a couple things on the backlog to chip away at. So. Yeah, I'm just kind of dipping into Mario Kart 8, and now there's new tracks and stuff. But yeah. Uh, so I guess what, I guess you're your happy that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed then. Right? <laughs> Ouch! Well, didn't one of you lose a bet there? <laughs> yeah, Steve did. So. Yes, I did. Yes, ah. I did. <laughs> yep. Do you know? I just have more faith in Nintendo. That's what it comes down to. Pete and Chewie just were just like, it's never going to happen. So, I mean, you call so what's it the over under now second... on Metroid Prime Four being this year. Uh, no. Oh yeah, Steve also <laughs> predicted that that game's coming out this year. So you know, he calls mm. it faith. We're getting, you know, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind we're getting a Metroid game this year, whether it's Prime 4, the Prime, like Metroid Prime Remastered. You're crazy. Samus Returns we might, coming we might, onto Switch. One of them's we might coming. Get, we might get the Prime Trilogy. That might be a thing. But oh, no, that, know, there's not going to be a trilogy. Yeah, They'll be charging 60 apiece for each of those, I think. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah. It's the hope it's that gonna kills be you. A feder- <laughs> it's going to be a Federation Force port. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Haven't Metroid fans endured enough? 
What if it's like, what if it's Other M? They're just like, we heard you really want a new Metroid game. We're just reporting over yeah. Other M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <let's do. laughs> that, that would just yeah. be like, just true karmic irony, right? Where it's like Metroid <laughs> fans are like, yes, finally, water in the desert. We got Metroid Dread. And then it's like, oh, great. We heard you like Metroid. We're going to port all the bad <laughs> Metroid games that we made in between Dread and The Last Prime. That's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. All right, so let's let's jump into our talking point this week, which is the State of Switch survey for 2022. Uh, so this is now the fifth time that you've done this, yep. Chris. I am very interested in... I mean, I, I love data journalism. I'm such a nerd for this kind of thing, so I, I love the survey uh, already. But I'm also just very fascinated by, like, the process of it and sure. the fact that you've been doing it for five years and, like, having a project uh-huh. that you only work on once a year for, like, this intense period of time. You know, it's, like, I yeah. think very interesting, um, just the process of it. So I think the first question I want to start with is what, like, why do you do it, right? What motivated you to do it in the first place? <laughs> That's yeah, a very good question. I ask myself that every year. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, it's 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 really intense. Um, and as the years gone by, it's just kind of grown and grown. Like the number of questions is is kind of gargantuan now to the point where I'm like I was like actively trying to slim it down a bit because um, there's just so much that you could ask, and it's knowing what to ask that's actually going to provide you some kind of you know significant insight. Um, but in terms of the original kind of backstory of it yeah when this switch was like a year old um it seemed like i don't know what could i do to kind of mark the anniversary and just kind of thinking just thought it'd be a neat idea to kind of see what people thought of the the switch kind of after a year of it being available um especially kind of coming off the back of like the dark days of the wii u you know um yeah it was it was kind of a massive turnaround and and everyone was feeling pretty good about things i think so just kind of checking the post, like I said, of like the Nintendo community at large seemed like a neat thing to do. Um, obviously, since then, it's kind of snowballed into what it is now. And um, yeah, it's just an interesting thing to kind of put together each year. And obviously, it takes like a, an appreciable amount of time to do. But I, I really enjoy putting it together and kind of seeing the trends over time. And I think kind of ultimately, once the Switch has kind of era has come to an end it'll be be really really interesting to kind of look back on and have this kind of year by year kind of documentation of like uh kind of what people's like thoughts and feelings were towards the platform so that's ultimately why i think i kind of keep doing it so i because that's i think a thing that is so interesting right like the the motivation to keep doing it every year knowing that Mm. it's going to be this huge part of you know (laughs) it's going to be a huge undertaking it's going to be this massive project and you know like you're already a busy guy um yeah and then like on top of the fact that you're doing the regular you know release while you're also juggling this project but like there must be something about it that you like that motivates you to keep doing it right year over year so what is that motivating factor like what is the what is your favorite part of doing the survey I think um, it's kind of changed over time. I mean, initially it was just kind of doing the write-up and, and sharing it and seeing kind of the response to it. Um, and like in year three, I think we got like the, I got like the most responses ever to it. It was like nearly 17,000 people or something filled it out, um, which was pretty wow. huge for me at least. Um, 
And so this kind of, it started off just kind of the write up in itself and kind of the joy of writing it was, was just interesting to kind of see how perceptions of the company had changed over like the past few years of like the Wii U and stuff. Uh, then it became about, oh, okay, there's actually a significant chunk of people here with an interest in it. And that in itself was kind of a driving fi- factor for it. And now it's, like I said, it's just kind of building a picture of the kind of whole era, you know? So I think that's kind of where I'm at now with it. Um, but I still kind of need to slim it down because it's it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> As in the slimming down the number of questions. Did you remove any questions from this year? Because I know you added a bunch in, which we'll get to about like the expansion pack and things like that, which obviously didn't exist last year. What did you what did you take yeah, out? Yeah, but it was kind of like follow up questions or kind of tweaking certain questions to okay. try and kind of get different responses and things. So uh, like last year, I asked. Um, would you typically download a demo on the eShop? And like the, the vast majority of people said, no, they wouldn't. They're not that inclined to just go check it out demo. So this year I asked it a bit differently and said, I said, can I have you ever downloaded a demo? Um, just to try and get kind of get like a different data point really. So mm-hmm. just kind of tweaking things like that. So you've said it takes, and it's funny because you use this phrase in the actual survey that it takes an appreciable amount of time. <laughs> yeah. How long is it? Like what is like, from the time that the survey goes out to public publication, what does that yeah. look like? Like, what's the timeline on it? Okay, so obviously putting the survey together takes, like, I just kind of do that. I, I start thinking about it early in the year, so that's like January time. It launches kind of early Feb. The survey is generally open for about a month, uh, three, three weeks a month. And then I try and get the survey kind of written up within two weeks of the survey closing, just while it's still in people's minds, you know, otherwise it kind of goes off the boil a bit. Um, so yeah, the kind of whole process takes me from like early Jan through to like mid-March. It's always kind of in my mind, but in terms of actually writing the stuff, um, I took a couple of days off work, so that gives you a good idea. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... Before we get into, I guess, like the overall data points, I I definitely would love to just ask, like, what of them was either like the most interesting data point or like the one that you were most surprised by or like any any real kind of like stand out data point from this year's survey? Yeah, there was two things. Um, The first was more kind of like a personal kind of bugbear, which kind of um, was the thing about the whole kind of Bluetooth audio feature. Um, this year I asked people if they've like used it at all and only like 44% of people said they had. And I, I think I found that a bit annoying because I personally <laughs> have been like demanding this feature for years and, um, and I love that it's now here. I mean, I'm wearing my AirPods now and having that feature on the Switch, you know, I can play quite, in, you know, with baby sleeping it's not baby now but kids sleeping next to me you know and not disturb anybody so it was, it was and no a, silly, very much wanted like cable feature for me. just like dangling down and plugged in the top yeah. and like trying to like figure it out i also don't have any in-ear exactly. headphones that don't have a ca- right. that don't have a cable or like my only in-ear headphones are wireless and so i'd have to use these mm. like big things and they're not comfortable to lie in bed with whereas i just no. I, I can slot my airpods in and just play on my uh play on my switch in, in bed it's awesome i love it I, I think it's so, so yeah, funny the, that you brought that up because I so I have uh, a we have like a document we use every week for the show but I have my own document with data points that I thought were interesting that I wanted to talk about and that was one of sure. them and literally I I pulled that out and I just wrote like I put a bullet underneath it and just wrote Steve 
because I know yeah. Steve was banging the drum for that service. And I I was surprised to see that it wasn't more popular. You know, I figured yeah. a tech enthusiast crowd, right? You'd think a considerable number of, of that kind of person has. Yeah, especially Bluetooth considering headphones. like the people at the, an- the people answering this survey generally are the kind of more enthusiast crowd for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do so wonder. I, though, I thought that was surprising. I do wonder if part of it's because fifty-one percent said that they play on TV, and maybe they're just I think like that's probably it. Yeah. not even bothering to uh, use Bluetooth headphones at that point because they're only playing their Switch docked, and they never even yeah. bother to yeah, play handheld. I think, yeah, that's probably a, a pretty clear correlation there that you you bang on the money with. Um, I think I was just personally a bit annoyed by it because <laughs> 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 I've been asking this feature for so long. Just just wait till next year. Everyone that said they really wanted folders this year just. It's yeah. like 1% of people have used folders and they'll be like, right, Nintendo sees your server and they say, we're cutting themes, we're axing them. It's not happening now. Yeah. You didn't use the folders, <laughs> so you're not getting themes. It's off topic from the survey, but it's kind of similar with the whole kind of Earthbound thing. People have been banging the drum for years asking for Earthbound. How many people are actually going to play it? Uh, yeah, I really do wonder that. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, two, out of, two out of four people on this uh, <laughs> panel have already started it, so yeah. that's 50% right there. That's not too bad. Is that, is that a big enough sample size, though? Four people? I don't know. <laughs> 50% of people asked. That's what you got to say. 50% exactly. of people asked. Exactly. 50% of people asked. Yeah. Did I only ask four? Sure. But, you know. You just got to massage the numbers to tell the story that you want to tell. <laughs> you, do the, uh, you do the Fox News thing where you, like, show a graph, but, like, there's no numbers on the side, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that yeah. looks really high. <laughs> Have yeah, you played you kind of, other, the The... Go on, sorry. I was just saying, have you played Earthbound, Chewy? Um, not on Switch yet. I did start it a long time ago on the Wii U. I got the virtual console version, but I I never ended up finishing it. I just played a bit of the intro, and that was about it. So I, it's definitely a game I want to get back to. It's really weird. I'm so going to play it this year. I'm definitely <laughs> going to play it this year. Guaranteed. And. Um- Take it to the bank. Yeah, I think the other the other thing that um, I found kind of like a standout thing for me was the take up for the expansion pack on Switch Online. Um, yeah, it, I was surprised by how all, unpopular low it, was. it was. Yeah, yeah out of all the responses, only around thirty percent of yeah. those responding said that they had signed up for it. Um, mostly, mostly people were saying that the, the price was too high, and that was the kind of factor that stopped them doing it. And mm-hmm. kind of as a follow-up from that, obviously during the survey, as it was running, Nintendo announced the Mario Kart expansion with the 48 new tracks. So I kind of snuck a question into the survey as it was kind of mid-running. So the stats on it obviously aren't as, as reliable as they as they could be, but I asked, oh, now this kind of expansion pack thing has been announced for Mario Kart, does that kind of change your perception towards the value and would you now consider it? And most still were like, nope, I'm still not interested, so... I, I found that to be really surprising because, like, I I know when it came out, obviously, that was kind of the narrative was there a lot of people were saying, like, oh, this isn't worth it. But, like, with mm. the addition of the Mario Kart DLC, it, that being one of the kinda most ubiquitous feels- games on Switch, it's like, how is that not worth it at that point? Right? Like, yeah. if you've, like, it- fallen out of love with it or it's not your game, like, there are, there are some people who just don't enjoy Mario Kart and, like, it, it's bundled with so many consoles that yeah. at this point, I, think- I feel like everyone's yeah. got it. I'm yeah, you couldn't really berate people for not being interested in the game that originally came out in what was it, twenty fourteen or something? Yeah, yeah. and when was it? Yeah, Eight years honestly, old. this conversation this conversation happened a lot when it initially launched with Animal Crossing too, and mm. a lot of people were like, 
I could just buy the the DLC for 25 and then it's good. Like I'm done. That's all I have to do instead of increasing your price on the online quite a bit. And it's not just a one-time purchase it's annually, you know? So I think, I think that's a big factor in it. But the thing that also surprised me in the survey was the number of people who are on the family plan um, or or at least like, I, I forget how you phrased it, but like, I thought that number would be higher personally, just because like I, I've been on a family plan since day one of that thing being available with eight people. So I remember the first year I paid four fifty or whatever it was to, uh, for that whole year. And now, even now I'm still fine with it because uh, I've upgraded to the expansion pack and with all eight people on there, we're all only paying 10 bucks a year. So it's, Yeah, pretty cheap overall. So I'm surprised not as many people have gone that direction still. I was also surprised by how ubiqu like nearly ubiquitous having NSO at all is. Like there was 90% of the people currently are or have previously been a paying member, right? Which is like, that's kind of insane. Um, Because again, that feels like a thing where there's been a lot of people who were like, the narrative was it's not worth it, right? Yeah. which I've always thought was a little like when it was twenty bucks, I was like, really? You don't think like Super Nintendo games are are worth twenty bucks? Like, well, okay. I, you I know? think it was I, pro- a lot of that was prior to that, right? It was we had we had free Switch Online for like a year and a half, two years, and I think we all yeah, got a little so bit complacent with just being able to play Splatoon two or Mario mm-hmm. Kart Online with friends, and then all of a sudden it's like. Yeah, you haven't got that anymore. Kind of now you've got the to rug pay. Out from underneath yeah, the, it's yeah. like out of nowhere, it was seemingly <laughs> the like, tax man's here coming. you go, you got to pay for <laughs> yeah. it now. Like it was good while it lasted. Yeah. Oh, and to like sweeten well, the deal, here's some NES games that you really don't care about. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's kind of what I said in the survey. Is like because of the kind of the online component, it's made it essentially a, a central component of kind of owning the device. You know, you kind of have to have it. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as long as you want to play online, but I guess it's it's funny because I don't think of that. Because, like, I mean, I have NSO and I have played Switch games online, of course, but, like, that's mm. not a dominant... Like, I don't know. If I no. didn't have that, I feel like the thing it would actually affect me doing is making content, not so much, like, actually... actually stuff, yeah. Like, in my leisure time on Switch, I'm not playing stuff online, like, ever. You know, interesting. Um, that's like one of the exclusive. That's like one of the main things I do on it is I I play Splatoon two. I play Mario Kart with my family. I play right. Mario Party with my family. Like that is a big driving factor for me to have Switch Online is to play online games. That's the number one reason I want it. I could I could lose all of the emulated games and I would not care. Not one of them. I I don't care about paying a subscription for. I'd it's rather pay like. I'd rather pay like four ninety nine. Honestly, no. I'd rather pay like four ninety nine for Earthbound and let me buy it and keep it forever rather than having to keep paying you. I think another large factor of the the Switch Online thing, right? It was the number one reason was price, but they made you pay mm. it all up front for the expansion pack. Whether you bought a family plan or you bought it That's individually, yeah. you had to stump up all of the cash in one hit. Whereas I would, I'd love to know. Uh, I don't know if you asked the question, like how many people spread the cost monthly with their subscriptions versus pay it all in, I in did, one yeah. hit. It, yeah, it was, um, I think I had that one pulled out. Yes, it was. So there are just under 60 people who have an active uh, subscription are on the annual plan. So 57.4% 
of people do it annually and then other people take advantage of the the monthly mm-hmm. which is another thing i was really surprised by cuz it's like mm. the annual is $20 right like it's not that much yeah. money and i mean like it's more if it's if you're doing the expansion but as we just established most you people have, have not done that right yeah. so yeah. But but also but also not a lot of people have yeah. the expansion pack comparatively. Whereas like almost yeah. everybody has NSO. So the idea of yeah. that people are like doing the monthly, even though it costs more, it being twenty bucks, I was surprised by. You know, I was like, oh really? I always wow. did it. Like I know it cost me more, but I always did it because it was I like the flexibility of. I'm not playing anything on Switch at the moment. In the same way that I do the same thing mm-hmm. with PlayStation Plus, it's like I'm not playing anything on PlayStation at the yeah. moment. So I and I we've talked it, about I that too. It. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's insane because I'm like I can't imagine being on top of it that much, right? Where I think if I was on the monthly, I would just be paying for it monthly and spending more money <laughs> and forgetting to turn it off and turn it back yeah. on, and then being like, I want to play play Splatoon too. Oh, I don't have it right now. Uh, I won't play yeah. it. I'll play something it, else. Like. It's interesting because I, I don't do that at all with like any of my gaming stuff like Switch Online and like uh, Xbox Game Pass. I just let it roll. But with yep. like streaming Same. services, I am always juggling them. Like I've just canceled Netflix today because I know I'm not going to watch anything for a month or, you know, I'm just, I've got like three or four streaming services. That I always constantly juggle because I'm like, I don't need to pay for all of these all the time. Yeah, it's like, do you like need two shows I want to watch. Netflix, <laughs> yeah. Amazon, Apple TV, uh, you, you know, it's just it, the Disney Plus. It, it just all adds up. You know, <laughs> if you've got BritBox, if you're mm-hmm. paying for a TV license, if you've got cable, it's just like how much media can one person consume? You add all of your gaming stuff into exactly. that as well. It really, it's a lot of people do ha- like pick and choose between them. I imagine that's why yeah. people pick the monthly plans. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I'm just the kind of person I am. I'm just like, I can't, like, I don't know, dude. I'm not organized enough to be doing that. Like, and you, and you've got to think that must, day, man. It, it must have factored into Nintendo's decision to force in the people, everyone to pay up front. Like, that must have yeah. been reason why. They must have seen people dropping in and out of subscriptions all the time. And especially totally, with, like, the yeah. N64 games or with Animal Crossing. Like, you could pay for a month, play what you wanted of the Animal Crossing DLC, cancel it. You could pay for a yeah. month, play through the one N64 game you wanted to play, and then cancel it. And they don't want people doing that. Yeah, I think that's what it more, what it more kind of boils down to, is the kind of DLC side of stuff. They don't want you getting that DLC value on a monthly. Yeah, and... From what, at least the experience with Animal Crossing, it's like once you get it, like even if you cancel it, you still have a lot of that stuff benefiting your game. So it doesn't just instantly disappear like a lot of other subscription based things will do. So Mm. that's that's a challenge there for sure. Um, Somebody made a really good point and you wrote up a lot of comments that people made. And my favorite one was like, oh, yeah, this seems like an obvious little thing to do. But somebody was just like, why can't there just be a really budget friendly plan that's just the online and cloud saves and i was like yeah yeah why isn't there like so a lot of people don't really care about the uh, the retro things and want, they could yeah. just benefit from getting that so i'm sorry chewy 91 yeah. of the people said they played the retro stuff so i don't know where this narrative I mean, comes fair, from fair. You know, everyone's like no uh, nobody cares about these games Maybe not the NES, but they're playing Super Nintendo games. They're spending tens of hours with them, okay? Fair, but that's like uh, that's a, a pool of people who have bought. They've already the, bought it. Yeah, the current like, thing. Yeah, they've already bought it. Like you have and there's to no play other it. choice. Yeah, yeah. There, there's basically no other choice. They're like holding a gun to your head and saying, "You have to play these now. You you bought them." 
<laughs> I think the the alternative is they just offer cloud saves and online play for free, right? Otherwise, you end up with loads of tiers like that new confusing PS Plus stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do you want Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo Switch Online Plus, Nintendo Switch Online Deluxe Plus? I don't know, you know? New Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online? Yeah, it would be that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, new. It's like, stop, please. <laughs> That's what they call it, the all-new PlayStation Plus. They'll just be taking it from PlayStation, so, you know, it's right there for them to take. <laughs> all-new Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, so one of the ones that I thought was really interesting, you started the survey off talking about the OLED switch, which obviously, right, mm-hmm. big big news in the switch world, uh, obviously getting yeah. this new hardware skew. The first data point that really stuck out to me um, is like one of the first ones you offer, which is the thing about how the OLED switch is higher than the light, which I thought was yeah. really interesting considering, and you, you called this out, uh, it had only been on the market for five months, but when the survey compared to like the light was like thirty months or something. Thirty? Yeah, it's like yeah. wow, holy crap! Like, is that is that what I said? That sounds too high. I don't know. No, no, you're right. Yeah, thirty months. Yeah, was it right? Okay. Um, yeah. and I mean, which is again, I think like there's probably the the group mm-hmm. that you're surveying, right? It's like is like that they probably yeah. didn't buy a switch, yeah. like because they already had a switch, whereas. 90% of the people that bought the Switch OLED already had a Switch already and they upgraded and like right. 10% of them, yeah. it was their first Switch, which I thought was also crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it makes sense because they're the people subscribing to Switch Weekly. They're the ones that are like the diehard fans and and probably were the ones last year saying that hardware revision was the main reason they weren't buying another Switch at this point, whereas that's shifted this yeah. year to price because the OLED's catered yeah. for that. That kind of person yep. is so baffling to me. Like, and like in no like shape. You, you've held out all this time, and now you get yeah, it. like five years in, you're like, there we go, the OLED switch. That's what I was waiting for. It's like it's basically yeah. the same. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's better. I they love just my a white switch. console. That's what it was, because you know, majority I people bought the white ones. So they're I, like, yo, that is. white one looks yeah. pretty hot, though, right? Like, okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess everyone just the wants time. the new hotness. Yeah, <laughs> time to bite. That's yeah, that's wild to me. And also it's insane to me that that person, right, is like, okay, my first switch is an OLED switch, and then they also took part in your survey this year. Like yeah. it's just like know, right? so yeah. you just got it and you're all in now, right? You're like, Oh, let yeah. me get off I'm like, getting this newsletter, I gotta find out all the switch news <laughs> I missed out on for five yeah. years. I mean Seriously, I'm not surprised. Yeah, five like, years. I feel like that's like you know, they waited out this long and now finally they get to enjoy it kind of a lot. That yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's like what I did the... with the Vita. But the Vita was like yeah. a weird, obscure thing I bought on sale once on like Amazon Prime Day. The Switch <laughs> is like a very popular and successful console. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a mature platform now. And if you're buying in now, let's be honest, you're getting like really good experience like because obviously the OLED is the best Switch you can get. And like the library of games is insane. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I, I often think about what how different life would be if I was that kind of gamer, where it's like, yeah, I don't care, I'll play, I'll get a Switch five years late and get you know like mm. a blockbuster list of like ten games that just absolutely slap that are all brand new to you, right? And you can get them all. Yeah, your on wallet the cheap. would be crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually, I I think about that. You won't get them on the cheap. You're still spending sixty dollars on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Years that's later, true. And I don't know how Nintendo pulls it off, but they do. Yeah, 
So uh, another one that I thought was really interesting was uh, the bit about like how many games people owned on the Switch. It's where you crazy high. I was 800, <laughs> 800, or, um Yeah, there were 800 respondents who said they had over 100 games on the Switch. And last year, only 400 said that, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. I was like, how many of the, like, that's a huge jump to double the number in a year? Yeah. Um, it, it's weird because, like... Um, I always I, I had to change the way that the kind of I reported on this question because the averages were just kept going up and up and up to like insane numbers and like the average this year was like sixty three games owned which is like that's kind of insane um, so yeah looking at the median it kind of makes it a bit more sensible and it comes in at around thirty five games which I think kind of when you can take into consideration the size of like the digital game digital library that's available on the Switch seems believable i think so i think that's probably where I'll, I, i'm probably a little bit higher than that but you know i i do a podcast every week about nintendo so i would imagine so <laughs> exactly he's yeah. probably way 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 higher than that because he had to buy a one terabyte sd card in order to fit everything oh, on. Wow. i did i did make that <laughs> I, I just looked through insane. and as far as apps go on my switch it's like 150 now like on the dot okay um but some of those are like demos hulu yeah um, just some extra mm-hmm. things but I mean that that's still a lot a lot of things to have on in one place. <laughs> yeah, well and and you know you offered this kind of like context for the data in the the survey Chris where you were saying like it's it's pretty encouraging to see that like it's been rising consistently year over year and that like the audience mm-hmm. is clearly still very engaged, right? Like Yeah, there's no like fatigue with the platform or anything, yeah. Yeah, and like when you look back on the Wii, right? Like polar opposite right i remember the last yeah. couple years of the wii's life cycle it was just like man like nothing's yeah. coming out on this thing huh right like it's like i was using it for smash and that's about it you know <laughs> virtual console yeah I, th- I, th- I think the story with the wii is so wildly different it's weird isn't it because of the whole kind of blue ocean strategy a lot of people just bought it for wii sports wii fit mario kart and that was it <laughs> so yeah and it's kind of funny because like i feel like I remember feeling kind of similar about like Breath of the Wild was that machine for a lot or that game for a lot of people where it was like, oh, it's a Zelda right. machine and that's all I'm buying it for. Sure. But then the hits kept coming. Right. And like, yeah. Well, we got Mario they, Odyssey that same year. I would imagine a, a bunch of those people also bought that game. Like, if yeah, I can understand Splatoon two and maybe Mario Kart not being for you, but that first year was a slam dunk as far as I'm concerned. I think that goes down as probably one of the greatest console launch lineups in history. Even though yeah. it's like not really a launch lineup, it's like a launch window of the year. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, the kind of first year. I maintain that still. Pretty. That year is a, a really strong contender for best year in video games. Right? If you if we mm. ever. That's a conversation for another podcast, but um, I mean, yeah, 2017, what a year, what a year. It's pretty, pretty strong. So something that I thought was pretty interesting too, uh, and I guess, again, this kind of makes sense with like the whole enthusiast crowd thing was like the, the physical digital split, right? And that, that it was like yeah. 53% of um, yeah. people were, were mostly buying digital. Um, yeah. I am kind of surprised by that because you make the point of how much of the Switch's available library is digital. So that like yeah. means people are kind of going out of their way to buy physical games. 
Yeah, I mean, like you say, it's, it's probably because of the enthusiast crowd, but I always expected this question to, over the years, slowly gradually kind of push up in favor of digital and it hasn't happened like year on year it's been pretty consistent 50 50 um always kind of surprised by it but um like you say it's probably just kind of the the, the people who are buying these games and, and answering this survey but yeah like most of the games on switch are digital only so i don't know what what are you because obviously you bought kirby physically are you usually a physical purchaser um for like full price games yeah um, if too. it's just on like the eShop and it's under like 20 bucks, then I'll, I'll do it on the eShop. But anything beyond that, I'll probably get physical and then like just sell it on if I'm not into it. Or, you so know, you like, do, put you do trade them that's getting, that's getting mm-hmm. sold. Yeah. Like. So then there was uh, getting into the section about like the Nintendo published games that folks have picked up and like kind of looking at some of the, the recent releases. Um, yeah. I was pretty surprised to see Pokemon already having that 39 percent attachment rate yeah pretty surprising um yeah i, I think not. i think the sold fact well, they, but... yeah i think it just comes down to them kind of mixing up the formula you know i mean um and kind of the fact that um i don't did i actually share it in here yeah brilliant diamond and shining pearl kind of comparatively you know pokemon legend Arceus kind of blew them out of the water so quickly but i think it is yeah. because people knew it was people knew it was coming people knew it was different so people jumped on it Myself included. I also think people I just didn't like the chibi style of of Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people definitely were not their feet. It. it ruined it. The feet. Yeah. It the feet. <laughs> I had a question in terms of that. Were there any like games that surprised you in terms of retention in 2021? Like, were there any that were lower than you thought would be, or higher than you thought? Um. Mario Party always kind of surprises me in how high it is. I don't know why. I think I have this kind of love-hate relationship with Mario Party. So kind of like a personal kind of thing. Like, I'm like, why is this doing so well? I was going to say, don't you come around here been... and, and badmouth Mario Party. We're Mario Party stands around. I played Mario Party's, uh, what's the new one called? Superstars? Superstars. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played that recently online. And the mini games are so much fun. But the board game stuff bores me to death. Oh, um, now gotta, so I'm always just like, let me and like and and yeah. team up with someone and just plan to steal yeah. all Pete's stars because it's hilarious. It makes the game so much yeah. more fun. Or and you can or team Chris. up with Pete. <laughs> or Chris, you come on and you team up with me and you fight against these fucking jackals on this podcast. <laughs> who are always nipping at my heels, you know. I'm up for that. Um, All right, I'm going to hold you to that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, do it. I've got this friend who's like, oh, yeah, let's turn it up to like 50 turns. <laughs> no, please don't. No, no not 50. No way, um, no. It's yeah, too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm always like, let's just go to Minigame Mountain. I mean, that's where it is. So yeah, I'm always kind of surprised <laughs> that those games seem to do as well as they do. Um, people like Mario Party, I just, I don't know. Um, beyond that, I was kind of seeing seeing WarioWare not do so well. Um yeah it's kind of surprising surprising but and i think it's mario party's fault because i didn't pick up WarioWare because of mario party yeah mm. i will say like i i i bought WarioWare because I, I traditionally loved the WarioWare series but this one didn't really grab me um you got to get to the wario cup so. that that's the that's where it's at yeah just the yeah. Um, i i put like 30 hours in that alone just competing wow. with a friend trying to get the high score <laughs> okay 
Yeah. Um, beyond that, no, nothing really. I mean, seeing that game builder garage at only like 10%, that's kind of expected, to be honest. It's kind of hard to get into, kind of hard to market, I imagine. They didn't advertise um, that anywhere. To- it got to the point where last yeah. year we even forgot that they'd released that game when I when I was sent to yeah. Pete at the end of the year because I was like, Nintendo's going to release a new franchise or whatever. I was like, they've released Game Builder's ga- game builder Garage. And Pete was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, I forgot that game. What's existed. that one again? Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh right, that game that I saw somebody remake Earthbound in, and then I never ever saw it again. It never crept up on my Twitter timeline even one more time. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what dipped out, anyway. Yeah, and nah, I, I, speaking on, um, in terms of like, I guess games that had like a really impressive attach rate, like shout out to Metroid Dread, fifty oh, percent. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. so happy to see that. that That's game fucking right. Phenomenal. That's goddamn right. It was. Yeah, that game rules. <laughs> and I say that as someone who has never ever liked a Metroid before. Now, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I shout out to shout out to Metroid Dread Game of the Year twenty twenty one. Jesus Christ, the years, they bleed together. <laughs> I mean, someone actually said that in the survey. It's like, I was like, oh, what, what game do you think you played oh, yeah. in, 20, in 2021? They're like, I don't know, what year is it? Is it 2020, 2021? Yeah, it all kind of bleeds <laughs> together. They're like, yeah. I don't know, I think it's Animal Crossing, but whatever, right? Like, time is oh, meaningless yeah. now. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, I got it, yeah. You know, I honestly have no idea. Let's say Animal Crossing. That, that was probably more a 2020 thing than a 2021. Those two years tend to blend together for me, as I suspect they do for a lot of people. They do. True, true. That, uh, that game, though, will always just remind me of the beginning of lockdown. I remember getting that. It was like a week. Yeah. It was like that that first week of lockdown, and it was just, we were just all playing Animal Crossing. That was it. Yeah, that was that was like the cute, like, oh, this will be over someday. Like, we're yeah. all watching Tiger King <laughs> like, and play Animal this? Crossing. We can meet up on islands and have fun, and yeah. it'll be really great and awesome, and then it just carried on forever. But while we're talking about games, I'm uh, like, the, the missing franchises section was was so, like so interesting to me because i'm the person yeah. who's just like why the hell do we need f-zero on the switch <laughs> when we've got mario the people Kart? who love I f-zero really really love F-Zero. i know <laughs> and, and you know what? <laughs> i like f-zero ha. like the the uh, yeah what it's f-zero x i think is the gx on Super Nintendo yeah, one? Oh. yeah i like yeah, the game like, right, have you played f-zero have you played f-zero gx you have okay right mm-hmm. I've I never did, played I did GX. like it. But like, they added the F-Zero levels to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I was like, this is... They this, added one. This fills the spot. And you think that's two. comparable? Two. <sighs> I, I do like that style of game, though. I always like Wipeout on the PlayStation as well. I could see it coming back, but... What was the what was like the you know, knockoff the, that came out that first year that was a Wii U port? And it oh, oh, fast RMX. Fast, fast RMX. RMX. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I played that. It was good enough. I don't really need a, a yeah. full on. Well, the thing that's the a shame is, is I think that's what they should do with F Zero is not try to bring it back as like a triple A. Like let's make it a full three D sixty dollar. Like I think it would thrive as like a more like like no, let's make it a more world. World. I, 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 go open I world. Could, <laughs> I can tell you exactly what they need to do with it, right? Because um, they always bang on about, oh, we don't, we don't know what to do with this franchise. We need to do something that feels fresh. Well, I mean, do a battle royale, do death race, but there's 99 yeah. cars on the track, and you got to oh, knock people out. It'd be amazing. It's just twisted metal. Yeah, I'm in. Really I'm that in. Really that sounds great. Are you mm-hmm. And then you me? tie it in, and it's an expansion pack only game, and then that makes everyone have go, to see? pay for the year. Done. See, I'm sold. F zero ninety nine. There you go. It'd be great. 
Oh, so good. fuck. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. That um, sounds great. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, like in terms of what like, like games people wanted to see on the Switch, um, Metroid was the top spot last year. Um, obviously, that's kind of dropped completely out of the top five now. So, um, people are satisfied with Metroid Dread. So. You said Metroid it's, Prime it's was still a common answer, though, right? Yeah, Metroid Prime 4 like got so many responses, but um, who knows when that's happening. I feel like the top five is literally just the top five franchises that Nintendo own that haven't shown up on Switch at this point. Like that's it. There's like not really any mm-hmm. others. And Persona being yeah. the top, the number one spot for third party. I think it's just like, stuff. come on, seriously. At this point, I'm convinced they've got like an exclusivity agreement that no one knows about, and that's the only the f- reason it's not yeah. come to Switch. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not it's not exactly a secret, right? Like Sony's pretty involved in Persona. Um, but yeah. I thought it was funny because I actually screenshotted the bar graph for my notes because there's 443 for Persona, and then the next highest one is under 200. It's like people <laughs> yeah. are like Persona's the one. It's clearly Persona. Like everything yeah. else is like, yeah, I guess this would be cool. But um, but to take it back to the Nintendo stuff, it was F Zero, yeah. Star Fox, Earthbound, Golden Sun, and Kid Icarus. Obviously, Earthbound. Yeah you know indirectly sort of happened yeah right yeah. so like I, it'll probably still be around because i feel like people still want like they want that remaster like, yeah i mean like the, the grezzo treatment on that i think at this point we want mother three i want grezzo and to it, make a mother collection so bad and it's the same sort of point actually with f-zero because f-zero x on the n64 nso stuff dropped during the survey as it was taking place so but Star Fox, i mean i guess that's also like Star Fox 64 but like I'm surprised that's not number one because, like, I feel like everybody wants a good modern Star Fox, and just nobody, yeah, nobody at Nintendo seems to agree what that looks like. <laughs> no, I think what that kind of speaks to, though, is that, um, like, like you said, like, there's these games now are like it's just what what hasn't turned up on the Switch yet. We've, you know, for the most part, we've been had it pretty good, like, in terms of what franchises have come to the Switch, and it's kind of like slim pickings left on what there is, so. It's a nice problem to have, I guess. Yeah, and the only other one that I thought was, like, kind of... Because the other two are Golden Sun and Kid Icarus, right? Obviously beloved, especially among, like, the hardcore, right? So, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised that Donkey Kong was in the honorable Mm. mention section and not even in the top five. I feel like it's because people Mm. see that, like, Tropical Freeze came over, like, he has had a game, we have had some Donkey Kong representation, whereas these games, we haven't had anything made since, like, GameCube era, really. Not even decent, anyway. So it's just like, come on, this. it's been like 20, 25 years at this point. Well, I guess is it 30 years this year? We had what, we had Wario Land, first? Steve. Wario Land. Wario Land, love. yeah. Wario Land needs to come back. and Or a good Wario <laughs> yep. World. I'll take that as well. But yeah, we do need that. It was amazed how many people say Call of Duty as well. I just can't ever see myself playing Call of Duty on a, on a Nintendo console at all. I... F- I feel like I could definitely see Warzone. Yeah, I think that's the one that's coming at this point. Yeah, I think out of the, out of the top five, that's like definitely a lock in for this year. I think. I'd love yeah. Fallout though, but that is that's a high up for me. I would have loved to have played New just Vegas on Port, Port New Vegas. Yeah. yeah, like what are they doing? They put Skyrim on. Just put New <laughs> Vegas on. Why not? Oh yeah, and a shout out to the to the eight people who join me in asking for Beautiful Joe. 
shout out to Beautiful <laughs> Joe, right? Like, come on, get a get a remaster collection for that for that franchise. That'd be so you know? great. People love Beautiful Joe. Not a lot of people, but we're out here. We exist. Not enough, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, so then. The um the other thing that we had was the list of games that people wanted to see come to NSO and mm-hmm. obviously again Earthbound topping that list and then binning that off because hey guess what we got it um but yeah. <laughs> other a couple other honorable mentions I think again are all games that are definitely ones that you would expect to see it's Chrono Trigger Super Mario RPG Goldeneye uh, Pokemon Stadium Donkey Kong sixty four Banjo Tooie Conker's Bad Fur Day. We ain't getting Chrono Trigger. Not a chance. That'd be a paid for port by Square. Look what they did with all the Final yeah. Fantasy stuff. They will and never port that game well yeah, for some reason. No, they won't. They refuse to. They're just not, like, not we'll, we'll sell you the mobile version. Yeah, it'll be, uh, here's uh, the one with the dodgy font that no one likes. Here's the here's the one with weird aspect <laughs> ratio. Here's the one that's like slightly blurry because we scaled oh, it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Here, you want the PlayStation port where uh, all the fights have like a five-second load time? Like, mm, it's awesome. It's great. Port the DS version. What are you it, doing to me? They they can't do that because then it would wouldn't be below their wouldn't meet not meet their expectations and that's their favorite catchphrase at the moment over at Square. <laughs> yeah, I I was definitely not surprised by that list. That that definitely felt very very appropriate. You know, um, I, I'm surprised. Do we know? I guess we know that a lot of the Microsoft stuff's coming out, like the stuff that they own. Like Golden, I think we're pretty convinced that that's coming at this point. Seems to be a lot of smoke there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Well, I don't know. I guess it could be that, but it could also just be like a a paid port thing as well. Which yeah, because that's a really difficult one with the licensing issues with James Bond itself. Yeah, I can't imagine that just dropping on NSO. Right. I feel like it's way more likely that they would do like a Golden Eye remaster type thing where it's like, hey, it's 1080p kind of thing. Yeah, it's the same game, only it's a little smoother, you know? <laughs> and yeah, you can you're, use twin you're paying sticks, for this one. <laughs> and you don't have to be inverted yeah. all the time. It'll be great. Yeah, that'd be huge. I think if they made a version of that game that was playable, like with like modern controls, I really do think that that could have a moment, right? Yeah, like, with geez, the slap mode. Man, Imagine yeah. everyone doing that on Twitch. Just try to, slap, try to go back to that way. game is, is like, it's like... Oh god! It's not you fun. aim, you like hold the button, and it's like okay, down is up, down is up, and you like go to do it, and like it's like this red dot going, and it's just like I can't do it. It's well, hellish. Yeah. And you do the whole thing where it's like, oh, like you need to use the C sticks to like turn your body. It's it's just like <laughs> oh my god, like or the buttons. It's like what the hell am I doing? Like yeah, you're just moving yeah. like. <laughs> it's like it, remi- it reminds me of the way that uh like if you ever watch like any of the older batman movies right where like the the yeah. cowl is like one piece so he can't turn he can't his, move neck. his neck so yeah. he just has to move his whole torso <laughs> at the same time that. i need to see that That's so funny. oh you need to classic so yeah, good just google uh. batman can't move his neck you'll find a video like it's very funny <laughs> yeah that is one game that has not aged well i'll give you that <laughs> Yeah, and like, no disrespect. I loved it at the time. I, you know, it was revolutionary, but like, gee, like talk about control schemes that have not aged well. Like, try to play that thing on an N64 yeah. controller. It's like, hell. Yeah, especially, especially if you're playing it on like a 25-year-old N64 controller, which is Oh my like God, really yeah, and it's like loose as anything. stick. Because <laughs> yeah. we've all run away right now. From that Mario Party game. Yeah. I should have... <laughs> 
Mine's in a box right now, but I would just wiggle it and you could see that stick just <laughs> dangling. That's what you need, isn't it? I mean, look at that. It's a nice one. Yeah. yeah, that's really God nice. Damn. Making all kinds of Nintendo ASMR on this episode. That's a good, that's a good Nintendo noise. That's, yeah, that's that is a good Nintendo noise. I'll give you. You know what, Steve? You know what's another one I like? Is this the. Oh, the clamshell oh, shell. Oh, the, the snap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so good. that's good. Little. Yeah, talking of which, the Switch controller's going in. The click they oh, make, the... that's good. Yeah, that click. Iconic. So Iconic. Yeah. That click. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, speaking on the. NSO stuff. One of the questions was about what library of games people would like to see come to the service next. Um, I think, yeah. unsurprisingly, GameCube won. Mm-hmm. I, you know, personally, you Game Boy. <laughs> I'm aligned with the the second place winners, the Game Boys. You know, I guess it's technically yeah, third because GBA was second, and I want Game Boy and Game Boy Color first. You know, all right. And the lad Pokemon three years in. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> uh, but so, I mean, I think that's pretty predictable. But the other ones that were on the list, I thought were pretty interesting. Dreamcast, yeah, it needs to happen. Ranking needs up there real highly. Can you imagine Shenmue on the go? Crazy Taxi, Shenmue, Radio, C Man, C Man, oh, No, get out of here, C Man. <laughs> we gotta have just the- give me just. Yeah, give me Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. Jet Set Radio is so good, so so good. Jet Set Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi. Uh, is it like Choo Choo Rocket? Choo Choo always good. Choo Choo yeah. Rocket's great. Yeah. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. There's so oh. many good games just on the Dreamcast that just died there. And yeah. again, who could forget Seaman? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the revolutionary life scene game. <laughs> uh, and then we had Wii, PS One. Mm-hmm. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, folks. Yeah. Uh, Sega Saturn. Come on. Yeah. For what games? What games you want? a Dragoon Saga. That's all they want, but it's already on the eShop, so just go the play that f- one. Five, five show, fucking yeah. games that ever came out for the Sega Saturn before they <laughs> threw in the towel. Come on, guys. Where's, uh, the, where's the Sega 32X on here? Why is that not there? Or Sega CD? You know, that's no, like yeah, the real hardcore ones in. <laughs> yeah, at least Sonic CD is a game that is that you've heard of. Like that, you know, yeah. I don't know. But uh you also called out that there were a handful of people who requested to see Game Pass on the service. I was kind of yeah. surprised that wasn't higher. Yeah, I think it's maybe because the way I phrase the kind of question in terms of like what library of a console's game would you like to see come to the thing? True. So um it, it kind of led people down a certain path. But yeah, people did ask for Game Pass and uh it's kind of falls into the kind of services kind of angle doesn't it i mean i've asked in the past about do you want more kind of netflix hulu type apps on the system and um i don't think i don't think i asked that this year but um it kind of falls into that bucket i guess it's like a service isn't it yeah i wonder maybe that's one to ask about next year yeah but uh kind of on that in that same vein you also asked a question about the steam deck and i thought that was very interesting um because it was only Nine point seven percent had said that they had pre-ordered or bought a Steam Deck, um, yeah. which seemed kind of small. Uh, I I figured that there would be more again because like, one of the things that you asked was about um, other platforms that they owned, mm. which I was also kind of surprised yeah. by because there was kind of a surprisingly small number of like PlayStation Xbox owners. I thought compared to how many people had a PC, so I was like, oh, it's mm. all these PC folks. You'd think they'd be chomping at the bit for the Steam Deck thing, no? 
Yeah, maybe. Um, I think the, the the Steam Deck story, it, it'll be much more interesting to kind of see that one next year because I think it's too early, mm. to be honest. I mean, it, with it not even being out yet, most people can't even get hold of one. Uh, I think it's just a that's thing that's just too early to tell. So uh, I wanted to ask it just to kind of get a, a comparative kind of data point for next year. But yeah. I think yeah, it's super just interesting. Like, and it's kind of like PS5. It's still a little bit too early for people to have that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way exactly. too early for them to have that one. It's only been out like 18 months and they still can't make enough. But no, I think the Steam Deck's really interesting because you made the point it is a very similar form factor, even though it's a very different device. If yeah. if people are using their consoles like 50% of the time for handheld, which seems to be the case in the survey around 50-50 split, makes sense. People yeah. would want to play those larger games that aren't available on Switch, like the Elden Rings at this point, on a Steam Deck, on a handheld device. Yeah, you think that you know that the kind of kind of setup of the system would kind of be compelling to those users because they're so comfortable with using the Switch in handheld mode that it would be kind of an easy translation for them mm-hmm. to get the Steam Deck. It's kind of the same thing, but beefier. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is like <clears throat> as simple as like the fact that <laughs> I also kind of can't understand why people are like, oh, I don't want to buy games on the Epic Game Store. I want all my games on Steam. And it's like maybe they just don't want to mm-hmm. have two devices, and they're like they're already engaged with the Switch and. You know, if they've got PC in- though, presumably they're playing games on PC. If that's what they're saying in the survey, like I would imagine right. they've got some games in the Steam library because that's like the de facto standard for PC at this point. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. one. It's also yeah. a very expensive console. You know, it's like the mid-range model is like almost six hundred dollars. It's like that's a lot of money to spend on a on a handheld. I guess it was also yeah. like to Chris's point, it, it was unproven, right? Like now it's like it's out and people are like, oh, it's good. So I bet there are more people who are like, oh, I want one now than mm-hmm. there were, you know, like last a few July, months ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, or, or even like when uh, the survey started, right? Like near near to the beginning of the year before like reviews had circulated mm-hmm. and everything. Because I mean, the reviews for it only started coming out. Twenty fifth you know, of what? February was the was the it was thing, during the survey, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but like my Twitter feed just seems to be completely bereft of any conversation about the Steam Deck. It just I seems just to said really this to quiet. Steve. Yeah, I was like, yeah. are people no like, they're just no not one's talking about this thing out in the wild yeah. or what? You know? Yeah, I don't think I, anyone's I got one. I think that's the problem. Like they said on Twitter this yeah. week that they're ramping up the fact that the number they're sending out to people they're sending out two emails a week to allow to like yeah. request people to buy them and like, what well, had someone it's come a shame, into a twitch stream earlier and and they were saying in chat like i got my steam deck email yesterday but i can't decide if i want to buy it or not and i'm like are you crazy like i'm i'm dying to buy one send your email it. my way and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's just like are they like a victim of the kind of like the whole kind of chip shortages and stuff and things like that and they're just struggling to ramp up production Probably. because it's it's a shame, isn't it, that you've got this moment where you want to launch it and have this big hurrah, you know, you got Gabe New and knocking on your door and stuff, and then you can't, kind of can't capitalize on that, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, out. shoot, right? Like, look across the fence, right? Like, that's how PlayStation and Xbox are feeling, right? Like, both of these consoles yeah. are breaking yeah. sales records, even though yeah. they can't keep them on shelves. It's like, imagine if you could just, imagine if there were as many PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs in the wild as people wanted, they would probably be yeah. trouncing sales records, right? Like, there's that rumor yeah. going around that the Series X is is on pace with the 360, which mm. sold incredibly well, right? Like, so I mean, that's it's it's interesting to see, right? I mean, we talk all the time about, um, you know, if if consoles are are still here to stay, right? And everybody seems to be thinking yeah. we're moving towards 
you know, the cloud and all that <coughs> stuff. And I, you, know, you look at mm. the data in your survey, and I don't know. I, people like their physical games. People like their consoles. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think we're nearly as close to that as people like to think. I really don't. No. I think we're a good like five, ten years away before it's even like gets to a kind of a significant point in terms of penetration for sure. Yeah, until the point where it's like just even infra- actually just viable. In- yeah. Yeah, infrastructure is the biggest the problem for it, yeah, for sure. I'm curious when Nintendo goes for their streaming play at this point, because we're seeing we've obviously seen mm. Xbox they did theirs very publicly with like Game Has Ultimate. We've seen Stadia, which kind of fell flat on its face. Amazon's doing their thing. We've just had PlayStation really ramping their setup up, merging PlayStation now with PlayStation Plus in and having that yeah. extra tier on there. Does Nintendo mm-hmm. do that at some point? Do we see them? Maybe that's a solution for some of the games they don't want to port over or can't port over. Maybe they become like a streamable game that you just play. Obviously, we've got streaming on there with like games like Control and mm. things like that. But I'd be interested to see if Nintendo get into the into the streaming play at some point as well. Kind of feels it- like they're going to be like kicking and screaming into it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think expecting anything else is like hoping for too much from them right like i mean let's yeah. let's let's be a hundred percent real right they are still doing peer-to-peer for online they don't even have basic online functionality that xbox established what in 2005 was when xbox yeah. live launched right i mean oh, no, xbox live launched uh, way before that 2005 was right. the 360 oh launch. no yeah you're right no it yeah, was like, like 2003 2003? one two yeah three like, i want to say i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah, it's you somewhere know, in that range. So I mean, we're, it's, we're it's like been we're 20, twenty years, yeah. right? Like twenty years yeah. ago um, yeah. was when we established yeah. what online gaming on consoles looks like, and Nintendo, and Nintendo was nowhere. Friend cards, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like they're doing all of these things kind of in whatever their Nintendo way is now. Because so, I, I don't know, some some of their actions lately have been making me feel like maybe they're starting to implement stuff that's we're going to see down the line. All of the new like icon things, the way they're integrating the mission and rewards into the Switch Online program mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, okay, is like this achievements? Is, are these the prizes we're expecting in your online infrastructure going forward? Is this, or are you just going to like, I don't know, start over with the next console and do it all over again where you're like, all right, here's free online for two years uh, now we're charging for it but five years later know. we'll I, bring you folders again i get the vibe that no, they're like I, they're moving in that direction just we're, kind of we're in that stuff. console that's doing it you know yeah i think you're right actually it's because the whole kind of missions and achievements stuff that they've added recently along with the kind of bluetooth stuff last year and the folder stuff this year i think is actually a really good sign because it shows that they're actively kind of developing the platform still so far in i mean you wouldn't have got the same on the wii u i mean it was then the water at this point um so it's a good sign and it kind of ties into furukawa's comments about it kind of being mid-cycle so i mean and to to that point right like it's probably worth acknowledging the context of the fact that like the Switch is a console that was made by two Nintendos, right? Like, the Switch was mm. ideated and, and developed and, like, kind of midwifed by the old guard now, right? Like, most most of the people yeah. that were, you know, like, that was, like, the last thing that, like, Awada's leadership era pushed Nintendo towards. And then since then, right, like, the Switch era has mostly been new blood you know like obviously we still have guys like miyamoto kicking around and stuff like that but you know um 
it you is think, kind of you, a new. You think Doug Bowser came in and was like, "Why can't I put these games in folders? Why can't I use my AirPods with my <laughs> Switch in bed?" And they're just like, "Sure, Mr. Bowser, we'll we'll get that sorted right away." <laughs> oh, it's it's just the thing where I think that there is this there's this new blood in the company yeah. that is mm-hmm. not going to be thinking about things in the way that the folks that built the Switch did. And the idea that mm. some of, to Chris's point, that some of the innovation that we're seeing now might point to where those folks' heads are at while developing the new hardware, it's, it's potential, right? Like, I mean, it's potentially true that we could see a, a big leap forward with some of these things with the new, with the next generation of hardware in the same way that, like, the Switch was a major step forward for Nintendo in a lot of ways, right? Like, in mm. terms of, like, build quality and form factor and, like, looking like, you know, a modern piece of technology and not a child's toy. And, like, mm. they did take a lot yeah. of steps forward, even though they did. Uh, they're still behind. I think the, the, yeah, I think the biggest thing for the Switch, really, was the fact that they put all their eggs in one basket. I mean, for 30 years, they've had two, three pillars, you know, of different kind of console platforms to put stuff out on. So the fact that they went all in on one was kind of a bold, brave move for them. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when they announced the DS and they, they, they called it a third pillar because they were so unsure about it. They wanted to kind of keep the GBA propped up while they tested the water with this DS thing. So they have been kind of risk averse in that sense for the past 30 years. I feel like they did that the same these... with the Switch, right? It was like, oh, the yeah. DS is still here. We had like directs all the time. It was just like Kirby's yeah. extra epic yarn coming to 3DS. Yes. It's just yes. like, are you kidding? Well, yeah, Seriously? It was like, yes, it was like Samus Returns as well on the, on the, yeah. on the 3DS as well. And it was like, what are you doing? But I think yeah. that was just kind of the tail end of them kind of taking yeah, that kind like, of this risk. this is what we had in the like, pipeline. Oh. Yeah. And they did yeah. have that well, shift no, no, like very er- uh, They shifted early on to their development teams. So they were like, all right, the, we're just going to, everybody's doing whatever, you know, for <laughs> whatever mm. it comes. So I don't know. They, they've been blending things for sure. And I, isn't the current president the youngest president they've ever had right now. I think I just looked it I up. He's like so. 50 years old at the moment. Marketing mm. guy is, I guess he was kind of touted as being kind of outside the video game sphere. And, you know, mm. uh, I don't know. I, I think you're totally right. We're, we're getting a bunch of like fresh ideas at Nintendo. I think they've been very aware that a lot of their developers have been aging out of it in some way and i think it's nice i think it's getting a lot of cool things moving forward because one of the the biggest challenges that i've heard that just how culturally nintendo works is that like a lot of people up top like it kind of has to be a unanimous thing where they're all on board because if there's somebody who's like oh i don't know about that idea they they respect that in a way that's like Mm. oh maybe we shouldn't go forward with this idea quite yet you know and i think that's been the aspect Mm. with online all this time but now i think more as more of a shift happens internally they're we're getting some of these ideas finally and it's moving forward in some way just be massively curious to see how it moves forward i mean as for what they do next i don't know because obviously with this platform and the success they've got with it and the fact that they want to see it go on for another four or five years is really interesting but at the same time it's like you always expect nintendo to be brave and bold and do something completely out of left field for whatever they want to do next um unlike i mean the wii u wasn't that was it but um i don't know it's just (laughs) i think that's why it was a failure right like you look at what the wii was right the wii created a casual market that hadn't existed it sold it put consoles in nursing homes and schools and like you know it was 
it was innovative regardless of how you felt about it. The Wii U was like, mm. oh, uh, people really like tablets, huh? Let's do that. Let's make a tablet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it was clearly <laughs> reactionary in a way that, yeah. you know, their their big swings and their big hits have not been, right? Like they invented the yeah. joystick, right? Like they made now the first modular console. You know, they invented mm. new 3D technology to make the 3DS. Like they usually are like always trying to figure out what's the new weird wacky thing that they can do, you know? And Was it the D-pad? Yeah. Not the joystick? <laughs> well, I both though, right? Because the both? N64 okay. was the first uh, like this kind of joystick right like obviously yeah i had like the atari kind of you know um stick Mm -hmm. before that but like the sticks as we know them originated on the n64 i think you're muted steve i am yeah and they did and they did the uh they did the d-pad and they did like vr before anyone with the virtual boy even though it was terrible but they did it (laughs) i've tried virtual boy by the way on the quest and it's, it's not not great I can't imagine doing they should have added that, that on like that archaic to... hardware. You've never played on an actual virtual boy? Because no. that's an that's a fucking experience. <laughs> Not bad. I tried one at Magfest and I was like, wow. They really sold this, huh? <laughs> Is it that bad? Like what's it like? Is it flashing? It's just really hard. Like it's just it's hard to use because it's like it's it's just it's like it's VR like... goggles on a camera stand stand. yeah Yeah, and you gotta like crane your neck at this weird angle and it's just it's just hard to use comfortably the whole like kind of like when you go for an eye test and you gotta like yes it's very much like that only you don't have like a chin rest so you're just like (laughs) (laughs) you're just holding your head there oh my god but like the graphics didn't bother me like the whole like the red thing is like not a problem like but i could definitely see how it would make someone sick uh, as well, like mm. with extended use. So, shout out to the Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what are Virtual Boys com- games coming to the? NSA? They didn't do it with Labo VR. Like what? I know. That was an opportunity there. They should have brought it. Yeah, back. it was actually. Revive the branding. <laughs> well, Labo's dead now, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. talking on what. Nintendo is going to do next, right? And like the future of the mm. Switch. There's that was a, another section here, and some of the responses I thought were interesting. Um, like one of them was that the average response was that they that most people thought that there would be another six years of the console bringing it into 2028, which yeah seems crazy to me. Like no, I, I can see it. I really can. I think I look at it as like microsoft's approach where you look at the software on the xbox one and the xbox series consoles basically the same most of the games are running cross-platform at this point we're two years into the xbox series x at this point and most of the games play on the old console i could see them doing that and then eventually saying right the the original model doesn't doesn't work these these few games don't work on that but the majority of them i think probably will and i'll just be like this only runs at 30 frames per second or this only runs at like 400p on that console whereas you can play it on the newer one with like a higher resolution and a higher frame rate i could see them doing that for another six years by and large i agree with that i think six years is too long um i have a hard time thinking that this thing is still kicking uh, like actually a, a full de- like over a decade later but like the whole 10 mm. year life cycle that we've heard them talk about i think is probably accurate but in the way that we talked about the gba and like the 3ds where like there will be a crossover of at least two or so years where yeah. the switch is still being quote unquote supported but it's no mm. longer the dominant console 
But I think in terms yeah. of like the lifespan thing, the thing that I have the hardest time wrapping my head around, and you actually called this out um, in, in the survey, Chris, which is like, mm. how? Like, how do they plan to future-proof the console <laughs> beyond what they've done? Because, I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? Like, we all love our Switches. We play them all the time. But I think especially yeah. if you own a, ne- a quote-unquote next-gen, now current-gen console, the Switch is showing its age. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I think wow. especially in the last year or so is when I've started to notice it. And, like, I feel like that could be a really glaring thing when, like, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out and you're like, ah, like, imagine how this would run if it was on a PlayStation or an Xbox, right? And, like... I think that's partially why maybe it's been been delayed at this point is, like, maybe there's another console coming next year. Yeah, but how many more years are they going to delay it, right? Like, it's no, like... I, could if- see, I, I, I don't know. I could see them launching it with another console next March. You know, it would be six years, six years, seven years since the, the launch or whatever at that point. Six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will just be, like, six years time for a refresh if they call it the switch pro switch even if they want to just call it a switch you know at this point i think they're kind of looking at it as the switch is a commodity product in the same way that you see a mobile phone as one that they want everyone to have Mm. one everyone's always going to have one and every few years you upgrade it and you maybe i hope that's the approach honestly i really do too that's what i want at this mm. point i don't want them to make something that isn't a switch you know Mm. And it just keeps playing the same software, and then eventually they slowly fade them out, right? Because, like, you know, iPhones, you can get your update all the way back to, like, an iPhone 6. But if you've got an iPhone 5, yeah. you're dead in the water. It's time That's to move it. on. You know, <laughs> it's time to move yeah. on. It's time to upgrade yeah. at that point because it's been like yeah. seven years since that phone came out. So upgrade. And that's, I think, what they'll eventually do is, like... We're fading out, phasing this console out. You've got to upgrade to the Switch 2 or Switch 3 or Switch 4, whatever they want to name them as. And I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I think they could do they could do really well with just having that as a product that every couple of years they got something new. They've been doing that, right? We had the Switch Lite, we've had the Switch OLED. I think eventually we'll get this like a Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever it is. And they'll just keep doing that every couple of years with like a revised model. Yeah, and the hope is if they maintain that model, obviously it, it kind of secures the whole kind of backwards compatibility question as well, which is something mm-hmm. that obviously people are worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, I think it's a thing that like, and I know we let Nintendo get away with a lot of things that we don't let the other guys get away with, but like I I can't swallow that one again, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I really, especially with how much software people have bought on the Switch, it's like... Yeah, there's yeah, no excuse. Games average, like that's a lot to lose yeah. if you can't play them again. Yeah, and like I don't, yeah. I don't want to go through that again, right? Like if I if I bought a game on Switch, it should work on the next console. Period. The end. Yeah, you know. Agreed. I have um, a lot of games. Co-signed. So many. well, and you got to imagine that's part of why they're probably moving away from gimmicks too, where it's like, oh yeah, like that's kind of a pain in the ass, right? Where it's like yeah. DS games, 3DS games are hard to port. To modern consoles Wii games to some extent hard to port you know like granted you've got like the you know the joy cons kind of close that gap a little bit now which is great um but even still like galaxy was not a fun experience for me to play because i wanted to play that handheld and it just was just like oh, i've got to move my thumb in the middle of the screen while i'm somehow moving to like try and, and there's catch like all the, the little things and there's like mandatory shaking controls too i have tried i've tried to play the game i was i remember laying in bed one night 
And then I just ran into the spot where it's just like those little stars that shoot you up and you have to shake the controller to go. And then I'm just like trying to shake it so I don't disturb Jackie. And then like even the little (laughs) amount I try, I turn over and she's glaring at me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, I can't play this game. I just can't play it. (laughs) I I just just checked mine. Uh, There's 180, 180 games on it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait a minute. Did I miss you turn around and grab your switch off the you shelf? Did. Or you did. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was I was looking at Chewy while he was talking. Oh no, you just leaned. You is it an optical illusion or do you have very long arms? <laughs> I just got really long arms. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Min Min. Chris Brandrick, Mister Fantastic. <laughs> That's it, man. All right, so uh, before we we wrap things up and and let you go here, Chris. Uh, of course, sure. We can't talk about the future without talking about games, right? And the most anticipated games list. Uh, it's interesting because I think there's a couple games that you're like, yeah, of course, these are the games. And then it's a bunch of yeah. stuff that already came out, right? I'm like, you guys are blowing yeah, the whole survey. Talk about stuff that's yeah. further out here, kids. So I know. number one game. <laughs> bit, bit annoying. <laughs> unsurprisingly, number one game, Breath of the Wild 2. Number two game, yeah. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Then we had Metroid Prime 4, Splatoon 3, and Triangle Strategy. Two yeah. of those games. Two of those out, were obviously like... front of mind of people when they were answering the survey, yeah. Yeah, they're like, did, oh, did, I'm did really excited know, for that game in a week. Did we know the release date when the survey first went out for Kirby? For Kirby, we uh, would have by then, so. right? Yes, 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 yes. Weird. It was Weird. Like February I would not have put that down as the survey. most anticipated game then, I don't think, in the survey. It would have been further out. For Nintendo's me, like... hype cycle clearly works. <laughs> I guess, right? Like, And there is that like recency bias where you're like, oh, of course I'm excited for this. It's it's imminent, right? It comes out yeah. in like two it's weeks. Fun. I'll know how I feel about it, you know? Like, yeah. Whereas yeah. like at this point, I, I'm in a weird place with Breath of the Wild now where like it is, I think, I would say my most anticipated Switch game. I'm pretty sure that's what I said in the survey. <laughs> but also, mm. it's like, when it got delayed, I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. It wasn't coming out this year anyway, right? Yeah. Like, if you if they tell yeah, me next exactly. year, oh, it's delayed again, I'll be like, whatever. All right, fine. Like, I want <laughs> it, but I'm also at the point where it's like, well, put it out when it's done, right? Like, I'm not, yeah. I've yeah. been waiting five so. years already, right? Like, I can wait another two or three, whatever you need, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was worth the wait the first time. What is everyone's most anticipated game, though? Mine probably is, I, I think, Splatoon 3 for this year, because obviously Breath of the Wild's pushed back. I, I'm just over the moon hyped for Splatoon 3. I was when it was announced, all the new stuff they've revealed already. I can't wait to see all of the maps, all of the new weapons, the new like outfits. It's going to be so great. I can't wait. For me, it's a bit of a tricky one, because I have no idea when it's going to come out now. Uh, it's Advance Wars. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it completely, but yeah, I just yeah, don't know when that's going to happen, though. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it feels like that series is cursed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I was really, really looking forward to Advanced Wars, and that's that's certainly one that, that's uh, high on my list. But I think, mm. I think the easy answer is Breath of the Wild 2, right? Because it's the sequel to the best game on the Switch, right? Of course. Yeah. It might be better than it. That's an extremely exciting prospect. But I think if you just remove that from it, I think I'm I think I'm in the Splatoon 3 camp because I've always 
I feel like Splatoon has always been a franchise that I've kind of been like longingly looking over like the fence of like, oh, like when the first one came out, I was like, I want to play Splatoon, but I was very poor and the internet in my apartment in college was like dial up level bad. Like it was, I could not <sighs> right. play games online. You so know it was what? Like, so was the internet on the Wii U. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that, that combined to me not being able to play, play Splatoon, like a friend bought it for me after a few months after it had come out and i was like oh yes and it didn't work so i never really played the first one splatoon 2 i got into it kind of but i didn't have friends to play with it just wasn't regularly in my diet now splatoon 3 both of my co-hosts on the show obsessed with splatoon over a thousand hours into it i'm like all right i'm ready i'm gonna get it on the ground level i'm gonna be in the splat squad i'm gonna get into ranked like let's let's do it i'll commit this time you know I, yeah. I hope so. I really hope so, because we're only able to play Turf War if we manage to match up with you at this point. It's just like, come on, Pete. Come mm. on, Pete. Just get to that, get to that C rank. I'm at 1,430 hours on Splatoon 2. Wow. Yeah, well, that's the problem, right? It's like, you know, I'm try- I'm like, okay, I'm like kind of a new player, and I'm trying to, and they're, and they're both like, I'm, I'm, I get matched against Chewy because of the way Splatoon's matchmaking is dumb, yeah. and I'm playing with it my really friends, is. but it's going to make me play against them, and then Chewy's just beating my head into the ground like a steak, <laughs> and I'm just like, that with anyone. like, Chewy's pro gamer, like, could be playing in tournaments, but refuses to admit it, like, X rank. <laughs> well, that's the I've thing, tried. and that's great, but I want to be on his team. I want to get carried to victory by my very good friend while I try to learn how to play the game, not have him beat the shit out of me and laugh. <laughs> Listen, I've tried, and honestly, my hours are on the low end with, uh, with the people who play really well, so... I don't know. It's tough. Um, For me, definitely Zelda. But I think for this year, I I still play a lot of Splatoon 2, if that wasn't obvious. So, like, Splatoon 3, yes, I'm excited. But I'm kind of, I think I'm leaning more Mario Strikers Battle League right Hell now. Yeah. I okay. am really pumped for that game. It looks fun. It looks like the online is doing something different than Nintendo's ever done, at least with like having that like 20 person league or I guess group oh, yes. that you have. So I don't know. I, I'm pumped for that one. I think it'll be something nice and fresh to change it up. And I. I don't know. I guess I I think it's coming out before Splatoon three, so I'll, I'll at least get a little bit of time on it before that takes over my life. But I don't yeah, know. that's like a summer release, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're both looking like summer at this point, so yeah, it, it could be that arms situation where I was like mm. all in in arms for a month, and then Splatoon two came out, and I never touched it again. So bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was all in on ARMS, and then the community was like, okay, this game's over. I was like, oh, okay, all right, oh well. <laughs> yeah, ARMS fell off pretty damn quick, didn't it? I love in ARMS, too. I loved that game. I thought it was a lot of fun, but <laughs> alas. All right, so, uh, Chris, before we go, first of all, thank you for coming and joining us. This was a blast. We'll have yeah, to do was. it again before the next state of the Switch. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. It's been a pleasure, man. But yeah, please uh, plug the stuff, let people know where they can find the newsletter, how they can support you on Patreon, all that good stuff. Great. Yeah. So um, newsletter is over at switchweekly.com. You'd be joining like 9,000 other people and getting my newsletter every Sunday. Usually send it out like Sunday night. Um, be great if you could check that out. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's at Chris Brandrick and the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash switchweekly. That's awesome. my plug's done. 
<laughs> yeah, make sure you go and show the support. Definitely uh, go and subscribe. Check it out. And make sure you're ready for the next state of the Switch so that you can be one of the thousands of people weighing in on this one. Uh, so, yes, again, Chris, thank you for joining us. If you want to find us all around the web, you know where to go. It's flipscreen.games. That's our website. Find links to our Twitch, our Patreon, all that good stuff. Show your support however you choose to. Come be a part of the community. Uh, we'd love to have you. And for the whole Nintendo Noise crew, we'll see you next week.